0: just popping in to give you a heads up, this podcast contains explicit content which might be unsuitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Come on. Dance with me. So, What's the group? They're this really cool group. The music is almost educational. I don't like the sound of this militia music. Rock concerts are bad news. They up to a war. They set to some lady. Tried to burn her house down. Anyone suspicious running around back here? You got some place around here we can go. I needed a place to hole up. Your house is perfect. You wanna know my secret? I write John Q love letters. What the fuck are you talking about? I write him one every week. Where's your fucking bathroom? Oh, yeah, no, you're fucking weird. Well, is weird cool? In your case, no. Hey, everyone, as you can hear, we're doing something a little different today. More on that after the intro music. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Breathe Music Podcast, where we talk all things music. I'm your host, Jeanette Kimsel, blogger and music enthusiast. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Breathe Music podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette Kimsel. For those of you just joining us, this is a podcast where I talk about different musicians and how their music affects me and then play a track of theirs for you to listen to. So you can check it out and form your own opinion as well. However, today I'm doing something different. This will be kind of considered a bonus episode of sorts. And I also wanted to say Happy New Year, and I can't believe how fast the last month went by. I I got caught up with the holidays, and I didn't realize I had not posted an episode for over a month, so sorry about that for anyone who is in need of new music, but I hope you all had a great holiday. Um, I had a nice time. I hosted Christmas, so that was a little stressful, just kind of taking a couple days to kind of prep and cook and then have people over and clean but it, w- it was nice and then uh, we went to visit a family in Connecticut for New Year's and it was on a lake house and it was just nice. We went to dinner, kind of a very chill experience. The only downside was I got a little cold on the evening of New Year's Day and I was sick for about three days. And then I had a bunch of other family issues that came up last week and I was working on this project and it just seems like the last couple weeks have been very, very busy took up a lot of my time, and then I realized, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it's already the midi- middle of January. So that was kind of a pum- a bummer, because, you know, I didn't really get to podcast at all over the last couple weeks, but I'm back, and I'm hoping that I can continue with this into the new year, and I, I would love to be able to put out something every week, so we'll just have to see how how, how time goes and what's happening. And I hope I can get back in the swing of things soon. Um, I've also been thinking about like different ideas. Um, I You know, maybe sharing some concert reviews via podcasting as a bonus episode. But I I have to see how much time I have for that. And, um, you know, different things. I'm always curious to know if like people are interested more in like interviews. Or, you know, what's of interest. Because I know sometimes... It can just be kind of like if I'm just talking, I don't know if that's boring (laughs) to anybody. But so anyway, back to what I wanted to talk about in this particular episode. Um, So there was recently a movie that I watched on Hulu that I've just been so obsessed with lately. I I actually saw it in like November. It was like we were watching it on Thanksgiving weekend, and you know we were looking for something to watch. We came across it on Hulu and. Like the synopsis was really kind of what uh, like drew me in. I think I have this thing where anything there's like music related, I'm always like really interested and I'm like, oh, that looks, you know, like fun. And I don't know, like books, movies, music, like, I mean, anything music related, it's definitely going to pique my interest. And the name of the movie is Dinner in America. Basically, this is the synopsis that I saw on Hulu. So it's an on-the-land punk rocker and a young woman obsessed with his band unexpectedly fall in love and go on an epic journey together through America's decaying Midwest suburbs. And it was written and directed by Adam Remire and stars Kyle Gallner and Emily Skeggs. And I didn't know anything about the director or the actors, um... I'm not really, like, a cinephile or really into movies. I go to a lot of movies, but I don't really follow directors or movies and or anything like that, so I didn't really know anything about this movie. I also, I'm kind of, like, not really with it <laughs> a lot of stuff. I, I tend to not really go on social media or, like, don't really know what's going on and, like, a lot of things. Unless just from like what we see when we go to the movies, like what movies are coming out. Like I really am just kind of I don't know. I guess I'm living under a rock sometimes. <laughs> I feel like I don't know what's going on. So I didn't know anything about this movie. The movie was um at Sundance and it seemed to be at a lot of film festivals and had gotten, you know, I think from there it got like the ability to be um picked up and, and streamed because for a while I was I was like looking at a bunch of videos from from the you know interviews with the actors and just kind of information from like Sundance and they were saying like I guess you know it got picked up and now it's actually streaming because it wasn't streaming for a while or was only like in the in UK but now it's on Hulu which is pretty cool I actually even I asked for the DVD for Christmas and I got it so I'm I'm really into this movie because normally I don't buy DVDs and I don't really get DVDs because I'm like, everything's streaming. But then I think like, well, you know, sometimes it's not going to be on streaming for that long. So might as well get the DVD because it's one of those things that I really kind of enjoyed. And um, yeah, so I'm like, let me get the the movie so I can have it at home and, you know, watch it whenever I want. So the runtime of the movie is only about like an hour and 46 minutes. It's pretty short and it seems to take over the course of like a few days. I'm not going to do a rewatch because I don't, I don't know. I don't want to give anything away. I I want, you know, you can just kind of make your own opinion of this. But, um, so the movie has been depicted as kind of like a comedy drama or maybe a dramedy, though the humor may not appeal to everyone since it's kind of dry and, you know, it's a little, I would say not everyone would, would get, get this movie. Not everyone would like it. I showed it to one of my friends. She thought it was weird. I like weird movies <laughs> i don't know it's like you know hit or miss with people i i would i would say um it reminds me a lot of like welcome to the dollhouse because there's like a central character and in a way like not everyone hates her but she's kind of like the brunt of like jokes she's getting picked on her family doesn't understand her i think the ending is a little bit happier which i feel like is good because i feel like welcome to the dollhouse i've watched that as an adult and I felt really bad for the character. I'm just like, you know, I feel really bad. But but this movie I feel like was kind of similar to that. I would say it's a mix of like Welcome to the Dollhouse and Napoleon Dynamite. It also has been described as like a Heathers type comedy, but there's no murders. There's nothing like that. Um there is a lot of cringe though. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that might not appeal to everyone. There's a lot of cursing. There's a lot of like kind of I guess like, you know, being picked on and kind of just like they there's the use of the R word, but I I think it's more of kind of like to show how these characters feel very I don't know if it was alienated, but it's kind of like, you know, they're they're not they're on the fringes of society, they're kind of not really like in the status quo of like in society. And it's kind of interesting because it's it goes through all these families having dinner in you know the midwest suburbs but and there is a theme of kind of like no matter like what type of family you have it seems like you know there's like this kind of misunderstanding or not really getting like what their kids are all about and you know there's still like a lot of people who you know they think like their child may not be uh, doing what they need to do or they're like telling them to like take it down a notch or like you know and it's interesting because the main character you know she seems to be really misunderstood by her family and people around her are like taking advantage of her and like kind of being really mean to her but then at the end she kind of has this like you know she kind of grows as a, a character and and i think that's because of the relationship with the other main character and, you know, it's funny because in the beginning of the movie, I feel like you really have to get through the first 30 minutes in order to not hate the, a main character <laughs> because it starts out and, you know, there's this guy and and he's in this um, testing facility to get money and it's kind of like a little gross. There's like food and whatever. Like they're, they're on like medication, so there's like side effects. But, you know, he just comes off as like a total a-hole and you kind of really hate him like I remember sitting there watching the movie thinking like I really hate this guy like should I shut this movie off I don't know like I'm not one to like shut down a movie but like yeah, like, I was really just kind of, like, wondering, like, what was gonna happen, what was gonna happen, and it's interesting, because, like, you know, the two characters, I feel like, and it's interesting, because you know the two characters are in love with each other before they realize it themselves. When they first meet, they don't realize who the other is, and then once that realization sits in, it changes the whole tone of the movie, and this is the pinnacle of the movie that has been set. You see how The two of them can be stronger and push out everyone else in their world who is bringing them down or telling them they aren't good enough or aren't so-called normal. It's a really nice emotional moment leading up to that. There's also some silly comedy thrown in with them taking charge and standing up to the people who wronged them in the beginning. It brought a silliness to the movie that kind of lightened it up a bit. And this is something I kind of questioned when I was watching the trailer. I was kind of like is this going to be good? It looks really kind of silly. And I was looking at my husband after we watched the trailer and I'm like, do you want to watch this? And he's like, oh, I'm in. So I'm like, okay. And then, like I said, like, it does take about 20, 30 minutes to get through, you know, you really have to like watch past that because otherwise you're just going to like really hate the main character. But I feel like at the end, they kind of help each other grow, you know, like The one, the girl character, um, she really kind of comes into her own. And I think, like, there's just something about it that really kind of, like, kind of, like, touches you as a viewer. And, like, you're just kind of, like, it's very poignant. It's very emotional. And it's kind of nice how these two people can find each other within this, like, chaotic world where everything is kind of, like, just against them and like it's just you know it seems like it's really hard to kind of get by but the other thing I thought was interesting was that there seems to be like no time uh, that it takes like it's hard to tell what time frame of this movie takes place in because It looks like it could be the 90s. Like the the haircut the one guy has, like somebody's like, why do you have that haircut? But it's like kind of a haircut that people have now. So that's why I was like, is this movie taking place in the 90s? But then there's like a mention of a cell phone. So I was kind of confused. And I don't know if it was one of those things where it's like, it's meant to just not really be in any specific time. But it it was interesting because like she had a Polaroid camera. But then like I was listening to something else. And the, the people were talking about how it's like a newer version of a Polaroid camera. So I was like, and then she was also listening to records and there was no mention of like CDs or like iPhones. So I was like really curious to know if if the movie did take place, was supposed to be taking place in like the 90s. Because like, you know, it wasn't like she was saying she found the band online and then they were saying somebody was handing out flyers and like so it just seemed like a lot of like more older time things about like how people would find out about music and like find out about shows so I like that kind of concept of like like either like a throwback to the 90s or maybe just kind of like a throwback to like no no specific instance of like figuring out like what the actual time it took place in but um but yeah, I mean, as I said, I thought the movie was pretty neat. Um, if you can get through all of the terribleness of the main character in the beginning of the movie, um, it is kind of worth it. And, you know, if you don't mind, like, cursing and cringey stuff... um you know, it, it's 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 definitely pays off in the end, I, I would say, at least in my opinion. I thought I was in, I enjoyed this movie, but um, but yeah. So um, and also it was described by the lead actress, Emily Skeggs, as a renegade love story about two misfits who find each other and themselves through music. This flick will appeal to music enthusiasts and fans of films, uh, Napoleon Dynamite and Welcome to the Dollhouse. So, you know, there are there are like some problems with it. Um, I often wonder, like, if the story could have been told without all of, like, the crudeness. I guess it's hard to say, though, because the movie was made this specific way. I think the feelings that it provokes and just the fact that it's kind of so top of mind really shows a testament to the acting. For some reason, I don't know why, I'm it just stuck with me after watching. And by the end of the movie, I really enjoyed it and I've been thinking about it and... I would, I would be curious to see what other people think. Um, if you do have some time to kill and you like these types of movies, you know, movies with odd humor and kind of that outcast characters, then this, this may be something that will appeal to you. And if you do watch it, I'd love to know what you think about it. If you want to leave me a message or comment, I'll leave links to where you can leave your thoughts about the movie in the show notes. But I just wanted to again thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my mini review of Dinner in America. And if you're interested in checking out Dinner in America, I'll leave links to where you can find it streaming in the show notes. Once again, I just want to thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Eat, Sleep, Breathe music podcast. To find new music and learn more about what we do, you can check out our website at www.eatsleepbreathemusic.com.